Hello, hello. So it is Joe, and recently, because I know that this podcast video topic is very, very random,、uh, and you might just be very confused. So first of all, yes, you will learn about some supermarket scams that you are currently potentially unaware of, and also how that relates back to education. Because essentially, what my brain did a few days ago, it just connected some dots that probably. Aren't supposed to be connected, but I managed to anyway. And so I've used the supermarket as an analogy for education. If you're confused, don't worry. I always am about myself. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Hey everyone, welcome back. So supermarkets, yeah. You might be thinking, what? Where is the correlation? Because yes, this is an education podcast. We talk about school and the education system and why we need to change things up. But why are we talking about supermarkets? And there is good reason. I will be introducing, like, correlating the two because I recently saw a video about supermarket scams, and it just linked some brain cells, <laughs> and I just went, "Oh wow, oh wow, this analogy is great for education." So it all started actually when I looked at an almond milk carton in my house, and I looked at it and went, "Four percent." And it was four percent almond, and so basically they were selling me water, and I felt really scammed at that point and very vulnerable. So then I started googling and youtubing, what are the other supermarket scams in quotations? What else am I being sort of ripped off on? And there were so many things, and I came across this one YouTube video that I will link below that it. Just real made me realize the average customer has no idea how we're being roped in to stay longer in the supermarkets. That we're being coerced to buy more without us being consciously aware of it. And so there are heaps of tactics and strategies that supermarkets use. And again, I'll be relating this back to education at the end. So, as you may be wondering, what are some of the supermarket scams? And so. As soon as you walk into the supermarket, you have the vegetable aisle and、uh, the vegetables and fruits, and that's on purpose. So when you go and purchase your vegetables and fruit, you feel good about yourself because you're purchasing something healthy, and you feel good. And you you also, as you're comparing the fruits and comparing the vegetables, it's very intentional that you start to get decision fatigue, where. You don't have fatigue just yet, but it's the process of you making decisions of oh well, this orange looks a bit shinier than that one, and you're starting to expend mental energy, and that's very intentional. Also, a scam is that they spray you know those、uh, chilled sections and they spray the vegetables and fruit every now and again. That's not to make it fresh, because apparently it actually spoils the food quickly or quicker. But the real reason is because it makes things look beautiful. It makes it look aesthetic. It looks so fresh because it's just been sprayed. But I digress. So you've made your decisions about your vegetable and fruit, and it's starting to get a little bit harder to make decisions. And that's what they want, so that by the end of your shop. You'll be more willing to buy things that are unhealthy and、uh, make more un 
uh, so what's the word? Make more decisions that don't require as much thought because you've just given up at that point. So also another scam is that you will have dairy or essential products at very awkward, hard-to-reach places in the supermarket. For example, in my uh, nearby Coles, the dairy section is diagonal. So your entrance is here, and the vegetables and fruit, obviously, are at the front. And you have to walk to diagonal to the end of the store, across all the aisles, to get to the dairy. Maybe you might be <laughs> brainstorming, mm, what's my supermarket like? Chances are it'll be something similar. And the reason is, supermarkets know that you're going to buy your eggs. They know you're going to buy your butter. They know that's going to happen. So they might as well put it in a really inconvenient spot so that you have to go past all of these different aisles and see these shiny little sale docket things and get distracted by all of these products that you never really had on your shopping list. And so I start to think, everything is so planned, everything is so strategic in the store, and most people don't know about it. So other things are the trolley size has expanded really, really big since the start of trolleys. I don't know when. It says in the video. But it's expanded so that you feel like you need to fill the trolley more. Uh, what other ones are? Oh yeah, and in the aisles themselves, generally what you need will be in the middle of the aisle. So that still requires you to cross these shelves until you get to the center. And then once you get to the center or wherever you are, the price tags, so they're at eye level, and, and this depends, I mean, depends how short you are, because I'm pretty short, so <laughs> maybe I get a better deal, because at eye level, prices are more expensive. And so if you look down and you look real down, chances are it'll be cheaper. So I have to admit, I'm not too sure if they do this in Australian supermarkets, because the video is set in America. I just haven't specifically looked at this one in the store. But if you are in a supermarket right now listening to this podcast or watching this video, then let me know because I, I highly doubt it's just an American thing. To be honest, it's probably in every Coles or Woolies or something out there. And then at the very end, of course, you have your, your chocolate bars, your uh, snacks and everything. And chances are, if you've gone, oh my god, I've spent so long shopping here and I just want a little snack just to congratulate myself on, you know, getting this far or uh, filling my trolley doesn't hurt to get another chocolate bar, that's all very intentional too. And that's probably the most obvious one that customers know about. But okay, that is the supermarket scam spiel. The reason why I bring this up and why it had such a big like red flag for me was because most people going into the supermarkets don't know that they're getting roped in with these tactics. They also are incentivized by the supermarkets themselves because supermarkets are a business. They're incentivized to stay there longer and to buy more. And, and not to just buy because supermarkets know that people are going to supermarkets to buy things but they want to keep people in there longer so that they can spend more in each shop. So, the education system. Students are expected to go to school and graduate at year 12. 
they're incentivized to continue their education to university degrees or to masters because of that underlying concept of I don't know what I want to do. And they, uh, like, including me, I, I fell for this as well, where I started to do a university degree because that's just what was expected. That's what school really leads you up for because, at least in my case, it was VCE, which was the entrance score that you need to get into a university. So to add on to this, you don't actually have to go to school in order to go to uni. So there are plenty of options out there. You can even homeschool and do perfectly fine as long as you just have uh, the, the prereqs of the uni. So they might ask for a written statement or a portfolio or something. And you just need to do that and you can go straight into uni. Everything preps you up for that point so you feel like you should be going to university when really school needs to be a place where the students learn about themselves. They learn what they want to do and then can choose whether to go to university intentionally, like the supermarket buyer, intentionally knowing, okay, they're putting it over there, but I know for a fact I can choose whether or not to buy this product without being scammed into it. So for students, knowing, okay, I'm not just doing this because I haven't thought about it, it's because I've made a clear decision. And like the idea that supermarkets are a business, so of course they need to make a profit to survive, education is a business. It It's a huge business, in fact, and in Australia, I got the stats up from the ATO, which is the Australian Taxation Office, And currently, in 2021, but these were stats from 2020, is that help debt, which is the debt or the, what do you call it, like the loan that the government gives you for your university degree, that debt is currently at $66 million, which is a lot of money. (laughs) And in 2011, it was $22 million. So you can really see it steadily increasing. And that is what education needs because, or what education likes. They like a profit. And the average debt has gone from 14000 to 23000 for the average student. And that is, again, crazy because the prices are increasing the education business is getting more profit. And also I should disclaimer that I have no problem against business, the the idea that education is a business because otherwise I don't see how things can manage themselves. So that makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense is how so many students are in these schools or in university degrees paying good money and not knowing themselves or not knowing what they want to do and go into these things as a default. And so again, it's really, education systems don't have students' hearts in mind or what's that? Students' uh, well-being in, at heart. <laughs> that took a while to come out. They don't have students' well-being and priorities and needs at heart because what students really need going back to the idea, is that they need to know themselves. They need to know how to make educated decisions for themselves. And that's not happening. They're learning a lot of 
facts and a lot of information for a test, but the reflection and the introspection that's happening is pretty minimal. And that was in my situation too. I mean, I extend this to you as well. Do you remember any sort of reflection that you did in school uh, that, that really required you to know your values, to know what your needs and wants were, what your boundaries are? All of these are not really expressed in school. And so that's just one scam that I picked up was the incentivization to go into university and, and get that supermarket customer to continue as long as they can to that dairy section, you know, to, to continue walking and pick up all of this debt that they may not have thought too much about. That's the first one. The, the second, second is the mispackaging or false advertising scam, which... Mm, it, it, technically, I can't relate this back to supermarkets anymore because I'm pretty sure that it's like illegal to, to have products incorrectly labeled, but we will just neglect that fact for this episode. So, the reason why I say false advertising is because the education system is doing exactly that. So, they say and they promise we're going to prepare you for the future. And, and schools also say that to us of your, uh, well, at least we think in our heads, we're going to know what we want to do. School will let us know. If not school, then uni will let us know. And that's what I had in my head of, I have no idea what I want to do. And this was me at 18. So I went, oh, well, I'll just do a uni degree and I'll figure it out. And now I know people who say, I'm just doing a master's to figure it out. So I'm like, it's just going to continue to everyone having a PhD and figuring it out. So they promise you that you will have the skills to succeed in the future. You will have the right tools, the right mindset to, again, succeed, get a job, whatever it means to you. But I think from an economic standpoint, you will be better off, which is total garbage now because the curriculum is asking us to conform. It's asking us to learn off a strict curriculum and ask what's on the test instead of going out of our way to learn more. And, and that makes sense because everything is being given to us. And ironically, we don't even have to think because, again, we get all this information that we regurgitate onto a test and then we repeat and repeat. And the reason why that's a problem, the reason why conformity and standardization in schools is a problem is because that's not what the future needs. That's not what successful, our successful future will look like because right now, and people are theorizing and saying, creativity is essential. Innovation is essential. Introspection, so knowing yourself, knowing what your boundaries are, knowing what you value, are essential. But None of this stuff is being covered in school and, in fact, being, like, shoved, shoved down to the point where students don't want to be creative because they have so much stuff that they don't want to do but have to learn anyway. And there's this quote that I, I'm pretty sure I have mentioned in this podcast before. It's by Alvin Toffler, and he wrote this in the 1970s. 1970s! So he said... The illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. So he talks about the skill of adaptivity, 
being able to reframe your mind, being able to deal in situations that are difficult. But when are we allowed to practice those critical thinking skills and to adapt ourselves to situations when all we're asked to do is to complete a test? And so, again, the mispackaging or false advertising scam is that what schools are offering and what the education system is offering is not going to help us succeed in the future. So essentially, we're wasting our time here instead where we can be learning from things like uh, Khan Academy talks about his school that he has, and it's about encouraging practical work. It's about encouraging creativity through less standardized things and more personalized activities uh, where students can master what they're learning and think outside of the box. And also things like alternative schools and uh, self-directed learning centers. I see you, Amy DeMont, <laughs> who, who we interviewed last week. But all of this is getting to that stage where we're actually teaching students what is important for the future instead of just confusing them and not helping them out for a profit. If you want to know more about this idea of standardization, because I know I've glazed over it, I did an episode called Problems of Standardization, I think episode two, so way back. And that was such a priority of mine to just put out because standardization, having students learn the same things at the same pace in such a depersonalized way, as well as learning material that doesn't interest them in any way, it's such a problem. And educators like Ken Robinson have talked about it, John Taylor Gatto, uh, Khan Academy, Sal Khan has talked about it, and many more. Just so many more from different sectors, whether it's business or the arts or everything in between. So we really need to fix these two scams. <laughs> the first one, getting students to know why they're going to university and going to these really expensive courses if they don't know why they're there. And the second one, to create a curriculum or a school system that helps students learn skills essential for the future, like problem solving, like critical thinking and creativity. So that is my rant. I also hope you did learn a lot from uh, the, what what's the call it, the an analogy, the, the supermarket scams, because that stuff... I mean, the, the more you know. <laughs> so, hope that helped, and I will see you next week. Bye.